With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I have a very, very, very special guest today. I always look forward to talking to my friend Frank Serpico, uh, the ex-cop. And he's here to talk about the the uh, tragedy in Minnesota. So when I first saw it, I said, oh, i got to call Frank and see if he'll, he'll say anything about it. So the floor is yours, Frank. Um, uh, tell everybody what's on your mind. Yes, uh, good morning, uh, Cynthia. You know, my I'm 84, and uh, my hearing is going. Uh, did you say welcome to circus uh, in Albany? Focus, focus on <laughs> Albany. <laughs> yeah, the circus in Albany. That's what you should call uh, it. Okay. Um, um, Yes, well, we're at a very interesting time in history. Uh, well, we always seem to be, but uh, this time it's really a, a window of opportunity. Uh, we have hit sort of a, a perfect storm uh, with the, uh, you know, the coronavirus and uh, people... Uh, being closed in their homes and uh, loved ones dying all around. And uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, we have to add that police brutality. Yep. But as tragic as it is, the real problem is the corruption in our government. And, uh, you know, we can't just talk about the United States. We have to be responsible for where we live, you know, each each state has to take its own responsibility. Each governor, uh, each mayor, each commissioner is responsible for what happens in their state. The problem is when you're dealing with politicians, uh, you know, they're always double talking and, uh, you know, instead of looking to see what they could do for the people that put them in office, they have their eye focused on their next adventure. You know, like uh, the mayor wants to become governor, the governor wants to become uh, the president. Uh, you know, sure. it's it's a family, um, what I call um, dynasty. You know, we have the Cuomos, uh, you know, father and son, governor, uh, the brother, uh, he's in the media. They all have these positions of power. And instead of setting an example, uh, they act like, I, I don't know, fill in the blank. And, uh, you know, now, to be specific, 
what I'm relating to uh, is that um, uh, what all the problems we've had, uh, and I know we're talking about uh, what happened uh, to the uh, Mr. Floyd being killed mm-hmm. by a police officer, but uh, that is not what started uh, these protests. Uh, that was the match that ignited the fuel that has been accumulating under, uh, you know, in New York State under Governor Cuomo and uh, and the New York City Police Department. Now Cuomo comes out and he makes this ridiculous statement, uh, I stand with the protesters. Well, where was he? when Garner got murdered by that cop in his own watch. So this is what mm-hmm. I mean about politicians. They double talk. Uh, you know, they say what they have to do to, um, as they say, uh, CYA, you know, cover their own uh, fill in the blank. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites, in my opinion. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the brother, the journalist, uh, he comes out and he says, oh, the protesters, they don't have to be respectful or, uh, you know, nonviolent. What kind of information are we putting out to the public when we hold these powerful positions and we should be uh, giving a bomb I, I don't mean B-O-M-B, but a B-A-L-M, uh, a, a, you know, soothing uh, the crisis at hand. And, okay. and with, with, with the virus, um, and mind you, I am apolitical. I think, as I've said before, uh, politics uh, comes from two different roots, uh, you know, poly being many and ticks which is a blood-sucking parasite uh and that's what politics is uh they're blood-sucking parasites they live off the blood of the masses uh you know the the wealthy uh you know that's a different story i'm talking about the victims you know we live in a class structure here in america and we're, we're not in india but we still have a caste system. We have the upper class, the middle class, and the lower class. And the lower class, whoever dares to refer to the working people of this great nation as the lower class, uh, they're the problems because the so-called lower class is the working class that, you know, they work by the sweat of their brow, and what do they get? They get the crumbs from the tables of of the corporate uh, executives uh, that are making all the money. Why doesn't the governor and the media focus on this? Why doesn't the president of the United States focus on this? This is what the people have to realize. We, as a nation, have to come together and not rely 
on our leaders. Our leaders have failed us. That is why there is rioting now all over the country. And let me make it perfectly clear. I do not condone violence on any part, whether it's from the police or the rioters. It's all well to um, uh, protest and, um, uh, and make all the noise you want because if you don't make noise, no one's going to hear you. But if you want to disrupt and destroy, then destroy the people that are responsible for this. Don't go uh, burning and looting uh, people's stores that are the very ones that are serving you. But this is what happens uh, when uh, you have protests that get out of hand because I don't even know who the looters are or who's inciting them because, again, our police have lost credibility. That is the problem. And now, I was a police officer, and um, and I was involved in several riots in New York City. And sometimes I saw the cops actually being the agitators. And we've seen this happen in this country as well. That's why we need uh, to have uh, transparency, uh, which seems to be protecting the police all over the country. Now, fortunately, again, as I said, this is a very uh, 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 time when good things could happen. This, I haven't felt this, uh, what is the word I want to use, but optimistic about what is happening in the country because seeing some of the police officers coming out and supporting the protesters yeah, they're, pro- they're supporting the protesters, not the rioters. You know, the, um, the rioters are the other side of police brutality. The very people who are doing the destruction and the riots are the very ones who, if given a police uniform, would be beating on uh, the uh, 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 the society, the, the people that they are supposed to be protecting. Uh, mm-hmm. The police come from the community. We don't, uh, you know, uh, get them in outer space. We we get them right here on this earth. They're human beings that come from the society. But unfortunately, too many of them that I have met, and I'm sure. Uh, a lot of the people in Albany have are too heavy handed when they deal with the public. The public um, is entitled to be respected. The police have formed this us against them and they are much too powerful. They have these unions that protect them because they are so powerful that uh, when they arbitrate, um, the governor wants the police support, and the police unions delegate 
who to vote for, it's time to vote. And so the the governor and the, the president and the mayor, they do the bidding of the unions. And the unions are looking out for the welfare of their workers, which is all well and good. But the problem comes when their members, the police officers, commit heinous crimes such as murder, then you don't use union funds to support them. You do as you sworn your oath to do and protect and serve. And if you have a murderer or a thug uh, or a, a brutalizer in your ranks, you get rid of them. Because if you don't, you are equally responsible. And this is what I say to police officers who say that, oh, you're picking on uh, the good. No, I'm not picking on the good cops. But the good cops, if they want to be good cops, have to realize they are responsible. Yes, they are their brother's keepers. Now, there is a problem unfortunately, that I hear from police officers all over the country and the world because I am in touch with them. I am not as, you know, New York City uh, wants to, oh, Serpico retired, and uh, yeah. I have been fighting corruption during my service as a police officer and to this very moment as I speak. And I know where the corruption is. It's in Albany, it's in every state, and the governors should be held responsible. Now, we do have, as I said, I have never been so optimistic because I see some governors coming out and, and realizing this is the time for change. The police have to be bridled. We have to stop this racism in this country. We have to stop the police brutality. And uh, now is the time for it to happen. If it doesn't happen now, um, well, uh, it'll never happen, at least uh, not in my lifetime. But the reality is that, you know, they say that police corruption uh, exhibits every 20 years vis-a-vis when I started the, the Knapp Commission in the 70s and then the Mullen Commission. And um, what we have now is another example of police corruption because police brutality is police corruption. There's no two ways about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we still on? Because Yep, still uh, on. I heard a... A ding there, so I want to make sure we're connected. We're, so, we're on. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I lost uh, my uh, connection there for a minute. Um, uh, about you were talking about commissions. Say again. You were talking about the NAP commission. Yes. So. Yep. Uh, the NAP Commission we had, then we had the Mueller Commission. So they say that co- police corruption erupts every 20 years. No, P- 
police corruption is endemic, part of the organization. It, it has been there ever since the beginning of the uh, the police uh, with, uh, you know, you could go and find it on, uh, uh, you know, the Internet, uh, the the uh, police corruption in the very beginning from the, you know, how you had to pay to become a police officer, you know. Um, and so it has become a political thing. And um, the unions um, protect them. And, but I'm still trying to uh, pick up the, uh, the, the thread of, um, uh, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll pick it up again. I, I lost, uh, I lost my thread. Uh, of, uh, so, you don't have any questions? You don't have any? Uh... No, I'm just enjoying hearing you talk. Oh, enjoying it. You should be, yeah. uh, you should be outraged as, as, as what I'm saying, because it, it is a, a public disgrace to treat fellow human beings. Ah, and that was the thought that brought me back to police officers, that they don't have, and this is what the mayor, the governor, the police commissioner has to instill in their minds. They don't have any more rights than the average peace-abiding citizen. When you stop someone for a traffic violation or anything else, you speak to them as human beings. You don't belittle them. You don't treat them unjustly because of their color. It is not us against them. Us against them means you police officers are at war with the civilian population. You have sworn to protect and serve. You are not a separate entity. Uh, and so when you commit a crime, don't think that you are above the law or that you are the law. You have sworn to enforce the law against everyone. And that doesn't mean not against a crooked fellow police officer if you don't want to be tainted with the sins that they commit. So that must be made perfectly clear. When you stop a civilian, you treat them like you want your mother and father to be treated if they were to be stopped by another police officer. That is one thing that has to be corrected. That is what the governor could get off his butt and work on. If he wants to support uh, the protesters, that is what he does, not just babble when there is a crisis. Once the uh, match ignites the, the fuel that has been festering for decades, it is too late mm -hmm. to try and put out the fire when it is ablaze. Mm -hmm. So, Frank, let me ask you this. Um, you were uh, a, a police officer until, what, the early 70s, correct? 
Yes. Okay. Do you think anything's changed since the years that you were in the police force? Is it Nothing. getting better or worse? Nothing. The corruption has gone to the top. When I was back in my day, we had the, um, well, what has changed in all fairness is in my day, it, the corruption was so organized, they called it a pad. They actually, police officers had a pad where they had the names of all the participants uh, um, that were paying them off. And the money went all the way up to the top. And the hypocrisy then is what hasn't changed because the hypocrisy now is the same hypocrisy that is alive and well in Albany and in every other judiciary uh, uh, police agencies. Uh, I'm sure there are some exceptions, uh, but I'm speaking as a whole. And, and what I'm, I'm talking about is, for example, uh, this uh, commissioner who was the longest-serving commissioner, Commissioner Kelly, he was actually a sergeant when I was a patrolman complaining about police corruption in New York City. So he was well aware of all the corruption that I am speaking of and the Knapp Commission. Um, and he went to work for Lindsay and Jay Kriegel, who, in my opinion, were the very source of the corruption, because I went personally to Jay Kriegel and Lindsay to complain about the police corruption. And they did what? They did zero. Why? Because Lindsay had his sights on the presidency. But fortunately, the Knapp Commission was established and it knocked Lindsay out of the water. We need a commission to investigate what is going on in this country. In 1994, I wrote a letter to, I don't even want to call him president, but it, it, uh, he, he held the office of president, and his name uh, was, um, uh, I have a, a mental block. Uh, that, that's how much... Um, Irreverence I have for these uh, people. Uh, and then his wife uh, wanted to run for president as well, uh, the Clintons. And mm -hmm. I was trying to get a medal for an honest cop, and his name was Joe Tromboli. Now, this is how you change things in the department. Uh, when a good cop, which is the problem today, as I was uh, referring to earlier, and I lost my tread, and I said good police officers all over the country and the world, when they come mm -hmm. forward to report corruption, they become the victims, okay? Now, mm -hmm. uh, instead of being rewarded, they become the victims. And in this case, Sergeant Joseph Trombley was a, um, a sergeant in the Internal Affairs Bureau. Now, the Internal Affairs Bureau are the very ones to root out corruption in the department, and every department has one. So Sergeant Trimboli, who I became friends with and, uh, and consulted with him when he became the victim, um, and 
I advise all your listeners to watch this documentary called The Seven Five, which is about the 75th precinct where patrolman Michael Dowd, who in my opinion was the filthiest human being to ever wear a police uniform. He was dealing in drugs. Uh, 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 Let your listeners go and watch the movie. Dowd testified before the Mullen Commission. And uh, he was asked, "Um, were you a criminal or a, a policeman? He says, both. He says, how many crimes did you commit? Hundreds. And didn't your fellow officers say, no, I was a cop. Another cop won't turn in another cop. And now Dowd is out there like he's a movie star. They're going to make another film against him. Albeit he served his time, but he has no remorse. And Sergeant Joseph Trombley, when he was investigating Dowd, his sergeant or lieutenant came in and uh Tromboli had Dowd's picture on his pinboard, and he said, what's this? He says, sir, uh, that's one of the, uh, my suspects, and suspects my ass. It's a New York City police officer. Take it. Who the F do you think you are? Serpico? And this wow. is how the system works and does not change. Now let's get back to who runs the country. And I'm not talking now because now didn't just happen. Now has been happening. Whether it's under the Democrats or the Republicans, they're all the same. They're all eating out of the same trough. So now, hey, Frank, Frank, we have two yeah. minutes left. We all have right, two well, minutes with, left. Good. With, with Clinton, I suggested... Uh, He appointed a committee to investigate this brutality and corruption and racism in the country and incorporate it into our children's school program. And the opportunity is now with today's youth that is so aware of what's going on. I see these kids on Twitter and one kid suggested this very thing. This has to be brought into our classrooms. This has to be handled by the young and innocent and open-minded, not this dead wood that's been running this country for too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Frank, your time's almost out. Uh, you, I'm sure you have a lot more to say, but is this this whole uh, tragic incident involves. Would you come back on Focus on Albany and share your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I say uh, my respect and admiration to the police officers who are honest enough to see that they have uh, inherited the sins of their fathers or their brothers And it is time now to open their hearts and open their minds and realize that we are one and gain back, uh, or if it ever was there, 
gain the support of the community and the community to respect the police. And again, yes, I want to come back because I want to talk about what's happening on the Hill in Albany where they want to close down the store of a man who's feeding his family and the community, and they want to blame him for the inability of the governor to stop the violence in his own backyard. And by the way, is it because the store owner is from Yemen? Huh? Is this racism or what? And they said he didn't appear at the last hearing. Yeah, because he's stuck in Yemen. So let's have some um, uh, accountability and uh, transparency and let it start in our own backyard. Okay, Frank, I'll I'll, uh, give you a buzz and we could set up another show. Uh, It has been my pleasure to talk with Frank Serpico and I am Cynthia Pooler. Thank you. Thanks, Frank, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.